0: Here's what's coming up on this week's show. You guys just have such a fabulous dynamic and I, I found myself giggling. I found myself learning so much. I like you guys a lot. <laughs> the beat.
1: Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business
2: Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. Before we go any further, whether you're listening for the first time or maybe you've heard us before, make sure you go and check us out in whichever platform you're using to listen to us right now. And give us a thumbs up, give us a follow, give us a share, whatever your platform needs you to do in order to big us up in podcast land. And also don't forget to leave us a review as well. We'd love to know your feedback and your comments. That's really valuable. Helps us to grow the podcast in the future and change things so the future uh, determined by what you want us to do in the future so really important leave us a review too because that also helps to pick us up in podcast land and we'll give you all the details at the end of how you can connect with us on social media and continue the conversation we're about to have today claire yes indeed we are in your pajamas
0: really (laughs) (laughs)
2: we don't normally record this podcast so early in the morning but it's like eight o'clock in the morning and obviously we've got to a state in our relationship now where claire is just happy to be on video in her gym jams and just just rocking up and saying right i'm in my pajamas let's do this
0: can't believe it. Well, I actually thought I'd get away with it. You might think it was just like a normal jumper. But then um, I had to just say, no, I indeed, I am in my pyjamas. It's eight o'clock in the morning. I just had a cup of tea and I thought, well, hey, no one can see us on the podcast. And there you just mention it.
2: As long as it goes no thank further you. than that, I'm quite comfortable with it. Yeah,
0: thank you so much.
2: <laughs> maybe next time I'll just turn up in my pants.
0: Yeah, well, please. No, maybe not. <laughs> so, yeah, today we're going to be speaking about um, a really important topic because the last 18 months has seen a a huge amount of changes uh, for business owners uh, around the world. And of course, social media has played a huge part in that. So today we're going to be talking about how has COVID changed social media and how have our behaviours changed, especially for small businesses around the globe?
2: I think it's important to think about what we do with that as well so yes there have been some huge changes and certainly over the last by the time you're listening to this we're recording here at the beginning of july and over the last week 10 days or so there's been some big announcements in some social media platforms about changes that are happening moving forward so i think it's important to highlight those and maybe talk about those and talk about the impact that has for small businesses and how small businesses have got to react to that too.
0: Yeah absolutely I mean when we look back 12 months ago when we were speaking um, so much has changed then and I do believe a lot of businesses are relying a lot more on social media and have really had to learn very very quickly as to how they're going to communicate their message with their audience you know it's important to know exactly how our behaviour affects our communication on social media and, indeed, the right way
1: to do it. This is The Big Little Business Show. Here
0: we go! So I think it's important to mention that today, uh, this is very much your world, pool. You know, you're in it every day. You're working with your clients and working on social media and especially creating video content Um, This is very much your bag. So um, we're going to be talking to you about this today. So I'm going to be interviewing you.
2: That's fine. I think, yeah, I mean, it's something that I've definitely been looking at over the last six weeks or so because things have changed and I've got to keep on top of that because a lot of my clients will be doing all the things that need to be done in order to stay ahead on social media and embrace the changes that have happened over the last 18 months.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I guess, I mean, okay. the first question. Do you think a lot of the changes that have happened with social media have been particularly implemented because of COVID? Or do you think maybe there were changes that were going to happen anyway?
2: A bit of both, I think. Um, What I think has happened is someone's pressed the accelerator. Mm. So a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about here, a lot of the the changes that are happening on certain platforms and the way we are using social media to make buying decisions and to make um, other decisions uh, within our lives as to who we follow and who we um, communicate with, Um, That's all been like accelerated because of COVID, because we've spent a lot more time online. So to give you a good example of how COVID has changed e-commerce over 2020, e-commerce has grown by 46%. Wow, that's a lot. Masses. And in December alone, it was 61.4%. So in December, 61.4% more people bought online versus in-store. I mean, obviously, that's dictated by the world we were living in at the time. Mm-hmm. But because people have now got used to buying stuff online and uh, and shopping in that way, and because the high street has now changed, so a lot of the big stores that were monopolising the high street uh, have either got a lot smaller or they've gone completely, then that's changed our behaviours even more. So Hmm. uh, now the social media giants like the Instagrams, the Facebooks and the TikToks, etc., have now got to respond to that and think, right, okay, well, this is the world we're living in now. Um, The plans that we thought were going to happen maybe two or three years down the line, we've got to start implementing those now.
0: I mean, have you seen... an uptake in businesses who are realising that actually they need to be communicating to their customers and to their audiences through social media. Has this increased since COVID? People needing to know how to do it whereas maybe before they didn't feel they needed to?
2: Big businesses, yes. Small businesses, nowhere near enough. Mm. Kind of small businesses at the moment, in my opinion, in my experience, fall into three categories. There's the small businesses thinks, right, I need to be on top of this. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing it now they're embracing it and they're thriving there's the other type of business that thinks ah, I'm going to bury my head in the sand and pretend this isn't happening um, and because it's like too scary and I don't know where to begin and then there's the third sort which yeah, really is kind of still stuck in the dark ages doesn't really pay attention and doesn't really know, or doesn't really... Maybe that's a cruel way of putting it, but isn't really um, conscious of the fact that everything has changed. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that are going to be left behind. While the big businesses are now embracing all this technology and making it easier for consumers to buy online, make it easier for consumers to uh, follow them and watch them and uh, be a part of their lives... Uh, the smaller businesses are kind of falling behind and they're going to suffer as a result if they don't sort of catch up fast.
0: Yeah, do you think it's maybe people's fear of getting it wrong? That's why they're not, you know, investing more time in it? Do you think that's maybe a reason?
2: I think that's exactly right. I, I think there is a lot of that. Actually, it doesn't matter if you make mistakes. It doesn't matter if it's a bit rough around the edges. I mean, there's still obviously quality to consider. uh, And if you want to keep up with the big boys, there's got to be a level of quality social media uh, and the way we consume social media and the way we produce content for social media is becoming a lot more immediate. So therefore, because we've got a mobile phone in our pocket, we can pick it up, we can do all the things we need to do to create content on social media within our phone. Uh, So therefore, it becomes a little bit more rough and ready and people are used to seeing that kind of content now. People are used to seeing videos that are, uh, are shot on a phone that's handheld and maybe it might be a little bit shaky and the camera angle might not be perfect and stuff Mm. because we're used to seeing that we're less we're much more forgiving of that now so while there still needs to be an element of quality and i think that's really important it doesn't matter if you can't make jurassic park i love that film uh, yeah so do i but it doesn't need to look like that Mm. there is a, a growing trend for um for the big companies to actually adopt that kind of style and make things look a little bit more uh, home camera-y and, you know, filmed on your phone type things. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, that, that's started to sort of permeate into the bigger businesses and the bigger filmmakers are actually adopting that kind of style because that's what we're used to seeing. Mm. I think one of the big shifts and one of the big things that maybe prompted us to have this conversation about the the changes in social media and why we should be adopting all the changes as small businesses was uh, just over a week or so ago Instagram boss Adam Mosseri you need to go and follow him on Instagram by the way because he posts a lot of stuff on Instagram about what's coming up on Instagram and the changes that are that are taking place in Instagram so if you use that platform you definitely need to be following him you just go to at Mosseri so M-O-S-S-E-R-I that's his name um, and he posted a thing a couple of weeks ago creating some real buzz by saying that essentially his big headline was that he said that Instagram was no longer going to be a a, a photo-sharing app. That's
0: massive, isn't
2: it? Yeah, I mean, that's a big change because essentially that's what Instagram was born to be. Yeah, yeah. So now they're looking at the fact that the research is telling them that users want to be entertained more, Uh, users are using more more video and watching more video on the platform. Uh, So they're going to look at placing more emphasis on full-screen mobile-first video. So that means portrait rather than landscape Mm -hmm. i mean some of the other things they're going to change over the next month or a few months is they're going to change this is really exciting actually something called affiliate tools basically where if you're uh, affiliated with a brand you can then share products within your own feed Um, like say if you're a a brand ambassador or something you can say all right, here's this new pair of shoes that i've just bought Uh, i've just been given by this company they're great Mm -hmm. And if you click on the button within this video, you can then buy them directly from me so you can go straight to the shop within Instagram, buy that product, and then the affiliate will get a kickback and get commission off it. That's super cool. <laughs> and you can see now that how all these changes are starting to come together. So not only are uh, platforms embracing video more, but platforms are embracing in-app purchasing more. So Instagram, you can buy direct from Instagram. Facebook, you can di- buy direct from Facebook. You can do it on TikTok too. That's one of the things that a lot of the platforms are starting to build more on now you'll notice in your feed on instagram things are going to start changing a little bit so at the moment on your feed you predominantly get just content from the people that you already follow unless you unless you if you follow a hashtag for instance then you'll obviously see some of that content in your feed but now what Instagram is going to start doing is sharing recommended videos and recommended content. So alongside your people that you follow, you might get stuff that is similar sort of content to the things you already like. And actually you can now start, you'll now start to be able to tell Instagram the kind of content you want to see and maybe the stuff you want to see less of. So it understands your behaviors a little bit better and then starts to show you content from people you don't follow, but perhaps might like to.
0: That's really good. Yeah, so they're really listening to the the user, aren't they? And, and creating something that's almost like a personal experience for the user as opposed to a blanket approach. That's what I see with that.
2: Yeah, and it really boils down for the small business. It really boils down to two main areas that uh, we need to be focusing more on in order to um, thrive within this new online world one is e-commerce uh, and selling our stuff online and two is embracing video i mean you, there's never been a bigger time to start embracing video now three or four years ago i was saying you need to be doing video because this is going to get fast you're going to get big fast but now
0: yeah i remember you saying it <laughs>
2: yeah but now it's got bigger faster because of covid mm. um so we're mm. now living in a world where we're embracing video more so therefore social media platforms are responding to that by saying right okay so more people are watching video. We need to push this more and make more of it. Let's bore you with some numbers here because I think this is really interesting. 85% of internet users watch video every month, and this is just in the US. Uh, 55% of people want to see more video. This is online consumers, people who watch social, use social media.
0: Gosh, they're really high, aren't they?
2: I mean, this is a an age-old stat here, but really worth pointing out the video boosts your seo uh, and we talked about talked about this a few weeks ago in another episode about how google works and how seo works and why seo is really important for your business so seo is basically the conversation your video your website has with google so when you type in where can kind i of buy a pyjamas in Essex (laughs) um, then they're not saying that you need new pyjamas Claire
0: yeah thanks how rude
2: (laughs) (laughs) where can you buy pyjamas in Essex then uh, then Google then goes to all the different places where it thinks you might want to buy some pyjamas and that information comes from your website so if you're in if you're giving the right information within your website Uh, then Google will then go and look for that. And what Google does is it likes to look at websites that are popular. It likes websites where people are spending a lot of time on that site or Mm. uh, where the bounce rate is called the bounce rate, where the bounce rate is really low. Um, So if you've got video on your homepage on your website, then people are going to spend more time on your website, so therefore it increases your SEO. That's how that works.
0: Yeah, every platform talks to each other. That's really mm.
2: important. There's a higher mm. conversion rate on uh, on a website if you've got uh, video on it. I think it's up to something like around 80% higher conversion mm. rate if you've got video.
0: So what's the, What's the latest, um, to your knowledge then, with Facebook? Because Facebook is a huge platform that's being used, well, as with LinkedIn and, 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 well, they all are to a certain degree. But Facebook tends to be the one that I personally use um the most. What's happening with Facebook at the moment with regards to uploading videos? I mean, I have heard some talk about cinemagraphs. What would you be advising business owners to do and really what impact um, does it have on their businesses by putting video on there? What sort of things should we be looking for?
2: Uh, and I think with all platforms, it's worth pointing out that um, there seems to be a bit of a divide. So some platforms favour short video and some platforms favour Longer video. Uh, I mean, to give you a good example, TikTok traditionally has been kind of sort of limiting their videos to around 60 seconds. Yeah. But now they're talking about going up to sort of anything up to three minutes. So, TikTok are trying to almost trying to emulate YouTube a little bit more. Instagram is maybe following TikTok's trend. Um, and Facebook is kind of maybe doing a little bit of both. Ultimately, you want people to watch the whole video and be able to watch the whole thing, so they can react and respond to what you've said. Mm-hmm. But if your video and if your video chops aren't powerful enough, and you're not great at making video, then people are going to drop off a lot sooner. So while long video is really important, uh, short video is really important too, because you need to capture people's attention within a very very short frame time, uh, this short space of time, because people are very fickle on social media. That's true. But also, what's really interesting that I've noticed changing on Facebook, uh, which is something that I haven't seen before is that when you upload a video to Facebook, you have the option now for Facebook to offer it in different formats depending on what platform you're using to view it. So if you're looking at the video on your desktop computer, you can see it in one format, which is normally 16 by 9 or landscape view, like you would Mm -hmm. view a TV program. Uh, But then most people watch video on their phone Uh, By holding it like a phone, so the other way around. So in portrait. Portrait,
0: yeah.
2: But now what uh, Facebook is starting to do is to say, well, you you upload the video and then we'll look at who's watching the video on which platform and serve them up the format of the video that they need. That's so good. Yeah. I I didn't know that. Which is good (laughs) and it's great and it's fantastic. They're embracing that kind of technology. However... It does make a difference to how you shoot the video because you've got to consider the fact that people might be watching it in lots of different permutations. So you've got to make sure that what you do works in different formats. So there's, there are things to consider with that, but that's an exciting development uh, because up to now you haven't been able to do that. So yeah, Facebook is making lots of changes, but the big inst- big changes are with Instagram.
0: Yeah, that's what that's what that's the message that I'm getting to so, say. Um when you put a video, is there any way on social media to know whether people watch it to the end or not? Because I picked up what you said earlier about, you know, you want to keep people there and it in the first three seconds you make a decision whether you're going to stay there to watch the whole thing or not. Wouldn't it be misleading if you've got X amount of views on your video and you think, well, that amount of people have actually watched the whole thing, but actually they might have just clicked on it and then scrolled past it?
2: On some platforms you can see how long people have watched the video for Uh, and you'll get insights for three-second views and 60-second views and and all those kind of things. So you can see how long people are watching. But I think the most most important and perhaps the most powerful way to see whether people are watching till the end is to give them something to do at the end and see if they do it. Mm. This is what we call in video land the call to action, and in marketing land it's called the call to action. So let's just say you're making a 60-second video about... Shamas? (laughs) Shamas? About uh, yeah uh, yeah about new trends in pajamas and this exciting new pajama range that's that that's <laughs> that landing any moment. So you're talking about this great new set of pajamas that you've got and you're 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 showing it off and stuff. But at the end of the video, what you really want to be doing is telling people where they can go and buy the pajamas. Right. Yeah. Then you can track that behaviour. So if that video converts to sales, you know that if that's the only place you've been talking about those pyjamas within that video, you know that people have watched the whole video and reacted to it by buying your pyjamas.
0: Yeah, so you can measure it that way. Yeah,
2: that's a great way of measuring it. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can measure it in Insights. But ultimately, the whole purpose if you're running a small business of putting a video up there in the first place is so people can buy your stuff. So really what you want to do is you want to be able to track whether that's actually happening. And if you can put a decent call to action on the end of the video, and it doesn't have to be about buying pajamas, you might want people to follow your page more. You might want people to share your video more. They're all calls to action. And actually, if you ask those questions at the end of the video, then you can see if people have done it.
0: That's given me a few ideas, not about pyjamas, but um, <laughs> something that's else I could maybe know. do.
2: Your pyjamas are fine, by yeah. the way. I mean, that's you know, they're, they're perfectly functional pyjamas.
0: <laughs> so th- something else I just wanted to uh, touch on is uh, voice technology as well. So as you know, that I'm a, a huge fan of voice notes purely because you can do them so much quicker. That's terrible English. Sorry, so much quicker. Um, yeah, they can be really effective when you're, when you're communicating with people. But also as well, uh, what you're talking about e-commerce when you could ask Alexa to do, you know, to find things for you. You can talk to your Apple Watch. You can talk to your phone. Um, do you think that's increased as well alongside the Internet usage? For people who are purchasing:
2: yeah, and this is really interesting because this is one of the things Adam Maseri said in his video about the trends and the changes happening with Instagram is they're going to be playing a lot more paying a lot more uh, attention to messaging mm. um, because they're seeing that people are using that more and it's amazing you know how many people don't know that you can send a voice message within Instagram. Yeah, I know. I had a conversation with someone the other day because I do this a lot. Whenever someone, this is a really good tip. If you want people to engage with you more on Instagram and you want people to yeah. follow you more and you know become more of your part of your world and interact with your content more, then the first rule of thumb, whenever someone follows you, you go and send them a, a, a private message. Don't send them an automated message because people know when they're being botted send them a real message and say, hello, how are you doing? And ask them an open question. So you have to start having a conversation with that person. So it's a social media app. It's about building relationships. So you're building a relationship with your new follow follower. But the amount of people that send me a message back and say, oh my God, I never knew you could do that.
0: Why don't we invite people to send a voice note? On Instagram, Big Little Business
2: Show. I think that's a great idea. They can practice, and we can respond. Here's the deal, right? If you follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. at Big Little Business Show, then and you haven't sent us a voice note before, go and do it. Go into the top right hand corner of your screen. There's a little uh, little arrow, sort of sort of type, type icon. Click on that. And then down at the bottom, you get a little microphone icon. You can press and hold that, and then you can send a voice note. So do that if you already follow us on Instagram. And if you don't, go and find us on Instagram, at Big Little Business Show. Follow follow us, and then send us a voice note, and either Claire or I will send you a voice note back. Or maybe we'll both do it.
0: Yeah, I know. This is quite exciting, actually. It depends on whatever you want to say. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, love your pyjamas, Claire. Anything you like. Oh,
0: no, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, for those uh, businesses who are listening who are thinking right now we really need to get, uh, get our finger out really and start creating some video content, what advice would you give to them in terms of where to start?
2: With video, it is definitely something every small business should be embracing. If you're not embracing video, you are going to get left behind. Now, the problem with video is unless you do it yourself, it's expensive. If you hire someone like me to make the videos for you, and that's fine, you can do that. You're gonna to have to do, one video ain't gonna do it. You gotta do lots of videos. You gotta be pushing out video content on a regular basis consistently. That's gonna get pretty expensive pretty fast unless you do it yourself. And it's a lot easier to do it yourself than a lot of people think. And I think this is what, this is what holds people back, Claire, is like you were saying before. They're thinking, oh, it needs to look great. It needs to look really cinematic, and you know, look like a, a TV show or a movie. So um, I haven't got the money to pay for someone to do that for me. So I just won't do it at all. Or they try and do it themselves, but perhaps don't do it themselves in an educated way. And therefore, it gets lost amongst the noise in social media because it's not of a high enough quality. And I think that's important to establish that it needs to be of a high enough quality, but it doesn't need to be as high a quality as you might think.
0: Yeah. And we're all in the same boat as well. I think it goes back to actually learning and just going for it, you know, because we're all we're all learning. We're We're all supporting one another. And actually, I do feel that if you do make a mistake, Or, I mean, once I was doing a video and the cat crawled across my head. Um, You know, sometimes actually people quite like to see that because it shows that you're human.
2: It's real. It's real life. It's what goes on. And, you know, people like to... Like we said before, people like to see the real world now and they don't like to see the polished one. I think now video and making video and presenting on video, all these skills are something that every business owner needs. This is essential business skills now. Mm -hmm. This is along with doing your bookkeeping. This is along with doing your, your your cashing up at the end of the day or whatever you might do. You've got to learn how to do these things because this is the world we're living in now. Mm-hmm. So in the same way that, let's just say, for instance, you're a nail technician, right? And there's a new trend, in a brand new trend in, in, in nails. I don't know why I pick nail technicians because I know not the first thing about this, so I'm now digging myself a big hole. But let's let. Uh. I was wondering.
0: I thought. I thought we're about to compare nail polish colours at that point. You know what, let,
2: well, let, all right. Let's just say there's this new trend in like acrylic nails or something that, and and you need to go on a course to learn how to do this stuff. You're going to be signing up for that course within a heartbeat because that's potentially a, a revenue earner for you, and you need to be the first on the high street to be doing that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Video is as important as that.
0: Yeah, it
2: is. It. You need to be able to tell people that you let's just say you've done this course for like a few hundred quid to learn how to make these special acrylic nails with flashing lights on them or whatever they might be doing let's just say you need to you've done that course. So how are you going to tell people in, out, in the outside world that you make nails with flashy lights in them? That would be cool. You've got to be able to do a video to be able to show that off. Uh, so you've got to be able to know how to do a video and, and how to do it properly so that more people see it. So it's an essential skill now.
0: So top three tips then. Somebody's saying, right, they're, in, they're feeling inspired, they're feeling pumped up to create video. Okay. What are the, your top three tips? Where, where, where's, where can they start?
2: One understand your audience understand who the people are that you want to interact with the more you know about them the more you can make content and make videos that resonate with them uh, that uh, are they going to want to watch so do your research first yeah Two. if you're green to this and you haven't done this before keep your video short and concise so stick to one topic only within the video have a beginning a middle and an end And the third thing, make sure that end is a call to action. So you're giving people something to do at the end, whether that be follow you, uh, share your video, buy a product from you or send you a direct message, any of those things or any other thing. But that's a good way for you to measure the performance of your video. Ultimately, you want people to do something next with you once they've watched your video. Got it. And, and the fourth thing... I knew there was another one coming. Come and find me and I'll teach you how to do all this stuff.
0: Exactly. So how can people contact you to say, help, I need your help?
2: This is the thing with video. People think it's going to be a huge learning curve and... It's actually not as big a learning curve as you think it might be. So you can come and do a training day with me where I can teach you how to do it. You can do it in a small group. You can do it on your own. You can do it in a larger group. It's entirely up to you. Uh, But ultimately, let's have a conversation. Let's have a chat and find out exactly where you're getting stuck. And how I can help you get you unstuck. So come and find me on Instagram. You can fi- obviously, you can find me through the um, Big Little Business Show because you know, it's our podcast. But you can also come and find me at Paul Mumford Media, Paul Mumford Media on Instagram and Facebook, or my own
1: website, which is paulmumford.co.uk. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business.
0: You know, as quick as I think I'm up to speed with these social media platforms, new things keep coming out all the time. And I think very much we we talk as, um, as business owners, we're very much, you know, as sponges, we need to learn and absorb all this new information. But, you know, what you've highlighted there is a massive one for business owners because if you're not embracing change if you're not looking at new ways to work and you're not doing the do you're just thinking about it but actually not putting that into action that could be really detrimental to your business
2: yeah this was a great um a great call claire great topic to cover because it has changed so much so fast the landscape is very different now to how it was at the beginning of last year pre-covid um and i think that's why people have got a little bit daunted by it like whoa what's happened now and and they were perhaps a little bit nervous about it and rightly so um but it's about sort of unpacking that and understanding what the changes are and how we can react to them and really when you boil it down it really is just a couple of things Uh, and that's e-commerce and and using video Uh, and those things were here before covid it's just that you know someone's just you know pressed the go button and made those happen a lot faster and a a lot bigger a lot quicker
0: yeah so if you've done a lot of thinking about this i think sometimes as business owners and myself included you can spend a lot of time thinking about something and you kid yourself that you're doing it
2: and we've said that so many times on this podcast haven't we that you know procrastination is a real time killer and it's a real productivity killer Mm. so just go out there and do it make a few mistakes and and ask questions as well Mm. i mean yeah look i mean this whole the whole deal with this podcast is Not only to teach you new things as a small business and bring experts on who can help you with uh, lots of different problems or lots of different um, things that small businesses all need help with. It's also to expand the conversation as well. If you want to talk about any of the stuff that we discuss on this episode or any other episode, come and find us and and ask questions about what we've discussed. Uh, Ask where you can get more help. Um, because you know, at the end of the day, Claire and I are here to support support small businesses, and that's you. So don't feel like you need to be passive in this. Uh, yeah, let's be active and send us direct messages and uh, come on Instagram and find us and have a conversation. So yeah, we can find. We can help you more or find the people that can help you more.
0: Yeah, and don't forget to send the voice note. We look forward to hearing your voice notes come through. Um, and actually, talking of voice notes, I've had some awesome voice notes come through to me, Paul. Would you like to hear them?
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's hear them.
0: Just listening to your podcast, I love them so much. I absolutely do. Um, just listening to the one about... Um, Chronic conditions, I relate to you so much on that one. It
2: it's just everything you said is just so true. Honestly you you two are just f- hilarious and in such a good way. It's so it's so interesting. I just watched the one with Doctor Oh Blimey, Isaac's is it? I can't remember. His voice is like chocolate but honestly he was brilliant.
0: You guys just have such a fabulous dynamic, and I, I found myself giggling. I found myself learning so much. You have a fan, um, so I like you guys a lot. So uh, have a wonderful day. Thanks.
2: Oh, that's so nice. And, I mean, doesn't that show the power of sending a voice mm-hmm. note? Because it's—I I, really—it's lovely to hear that people are enjoying the podcast and what people are getting out of it, and uh, and how it's making people mm-hmm. feel. But it changes the whole thing when you can actually hear someone speak. Yeah, but
0: it does because you can hear how they're feeling by the tonality in their voice, and that goes such a long way. You can't possibly ever recreate that through an email.
2: It puts a human being behind the message, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does, and it's it's so genuine. It's so genuine, and uh, it really makes a huge difference to the person who's receiving that. So thank you.
2: So, yes, thank you very much. And uh, I mean, more of those, please. And not you don't just have to rub our backs and say, yeah, we love you. Uh, Well, that's nice. (laughs) Uh, But it would also be nice for you to ask us some questions or tell us what's frustrating you, what problems you're having, all Mm -hmm. those kind of things. Because, yeah, this is essentially what we're here for. And if you could do it on a voice voice note, great. And you might even hear yourself pop up on the podcast. Love that. So that pretty much wraps it up, I think, this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll have a guest back on next week that won't be us. But I think that was an important subject to yes. cover because there are lots of changes happening right now that we all need to be on top of and understand so if you'd like
0: to find out more or listen to our back catalogue of episodes you can find us at thebiglittlebusinessshow.co.uk. you can also find us on Facebook and LinkedIn and of course Instagram as well
2: yeah and if you come and find us on Instagram at Big Little Business Show, make sure you click on the little direct message thing up in the corner and send us a voice note and say hi let's start a conversation and if you want to find out exactly what we're doing uh, within each week on the show and uh, future plans and all the other things that we're going to be doing in the future, uh, make sure you go to the website, biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and sign up for our newsletter, which you can get every Monday morning. And that pretty much does it, Claire. Until next week, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Put some clothes on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm never doing that again.
2: <gasps> Why? <laughs> <laughs> the beach
1: been listening to the Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show.